Hello and welcome to Back Chat with me, Jim Gould, and Mike Rouse. Uh, so we're back after COVID-19 um, before nine o'clock. And for this uh, Back Chat, we're going to be talking about um, Valentine's Day on this February the 14th. A Valentine's Day with a difference. Uh, no restaurants are open in the evenings. Um, residents urge to stay home. How should people uh, maintain their relationships during the uh, pandemic? Uh, we'll be speaking to two uh, specialists uh, in a moment. So uh, just before we do that, uh, a couple of emails. Um, uh, from earlier on, um, feel free to get in touch with us. Uh, backchat at rthk.hk is the email address, or, or leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. Um, this one uh, from Doug writes, uh, the ban on entry to Hong Kong from eight countries has now been extended to the 4th of March, apparently to alleviate potential pressure on the medical system. I query the justification for this extension. While there may be cases of infected persons entering Hong Kong, these are surely a tiny fraction of the 1,000-plus homegrown cases now occurring daily. Accordingly, any additional pressure on the medical system would surely be insignificant. Is this extended ban justified given the very serious effects on the economic and social life of Hong Kong. In regard to pressure on the hospital authority and the mainland's willingness to assist Hong Kong, I suggest that this assistance could usefully extend to opening the PLA's military hospital in Kowloon for the benefit of Hong Kong patients. It is widely believed that this large military hospital lies largely unused. Uh, thank you, Doug. And uh, this one... Um, this is quite long, actually, um, and uh, oh, um, there doesn't seem to be any uh, any uh, sender's name on it that I can see. But um, but anyway, um, I'll. I'll read a, a shortened version of it. Um, it says, that, Dear Backchatter, my immediate reaction to your decision to spend 30 minutes a day on COVID was not positive because, frankly, the whole subject has become rather boring. But I must say that you have found some interesting speakers in the last week, including Ben Cowling, whose clear thinking is unmatched. This email is just to, to give suggestions for future programmes, and those suggestions include... Uh, uh, the, says rather says the main issue now is surely the health of Hong Kong as an economic and living society. It would be very helpful if you could find speakers who would discuss uh, holistically the cost to Hong Kong of all these restrictions, economic, education, and direct cost too, and how we could get the economy back to the trend uh, growth level. Um, we have touched upon those subjects, haven't we, Mike, uh, in, in previous uh, pr pr we programs? We have. The effect on the catering was, industry and... The uh, conversation always seems to end education. with health must come first. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I'm just yes. wondering what we're, how we're all going to be working. Well, <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, relationships now, because uh, uh, joining us we have uh, Valentina Chudos, who's a dating and relationship coach, and also uh, Dr Vincy Chung, who's a, a psychologist. Uh, um, good morning to you uh, both. Um, Valentina Chudos, uh, 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 thanks for coming back on Radio 3. I heard you on Saturday morning uh, speaking to uh, Louisa Tam on, on uh, Louisa's programme. Um, Yum Cha, good morning to you. Good morning. Yeah, thanks and happy Valentine's Day to you too. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a pretty strange one though, isn't it? Um, um, nothing's, nothing's open in the evening, of course. Um, what sort of um, what, what, what sort of uh, effect do you think uh, this is going to have on what would normally be, you know, a, a celebration of a relationship? Well, it is very positive. Um, 
possible that people might um, end up having more arguments than they would normally have. But I see every challenge as an opportunity. And for me, Valentine's Day is nothing, is nothing but a reminder that we should actually show our partners love and appreciation every single day of the year. It doesn't really have to happen just today, and it doesn't really have to happen in the way that we've been more or less conditioned to do, you know, roses, chocolates, uh, fancy dinners. Um, if, from my perspective, these are just um, ways in which everyone does it, but I believe firmly that it would be uh, a wonderful opportunity for couples to discover new couples rituals. Ultimately, this is a social ritual that we have, right? That everyone does the same thing. We all give each other presents and cards and words of appreciation. If you've ever heard of the five love languages, all of them are included in this ritual on Valentine's Day. Mm. But so is, uh, why won't we do it every single day? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. I have to ask you, the fact that it's conventional and normal and people do it every year, isn't the sudden removal of it going to be a little depressing? I think it's all a matter of expectations. If we have certain expectations that on this day our partner needs to show us love in a certain way, of course a lot of people are going to be disappointed. But I think it's an opportunity to, to challenge what that expectation is really about. You gentlemen, right? I, I was hearing you talking serious matters before, and I'm sure that you love your partners every single day of the year, not just today, right? Yes. Yes, that didn't sound very... <laughs> <laughs> well, we do, but it was, it, it's nice to have a little blowout once a year. You know, you, you buy a bottle of wine that you a little more expensive than you would do in a normal occasion. You... you you may not eat chocolates very often, but you buy a box today, and and, and flowers. What is I, you? I never buy flowers because they they make <laughs> me sneeze and they attract insects in the office. <laughs> but but wow. today you buy you might buy flowers, and I'm not going to. Well, um, you know, I, I want to support the Hong Kong economy, so you know, if you really want to do something for the health of the community, I think florists really look forward to this day sometimes more than the wives. Yes, I think they're going to suffer. Mm. Yes. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should all support, uh, all do our best to support the economy and support florists indeed. In fact, I heard a florist uh, a little earlier on Hong Kong Today saying uh, she thought that um, sales would be down about anything up to 70% today, which is, which is a bit sad, isn't it? Uh, um, 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 Vincy Chung, good morning to you. Yes, um, yeah, I can see that yeah. uh, there are lots of challenges in the lockdown. Um, from the figures compared to 2020 uh, and 2021, there is nearly a 21% in percent increase in divorce agreements according to uh, um, U.S. study. Mm -hmm. um, that shows in the lockdown, the communication um, in increased conflict although we actually spend more time together because of the lockdown. So how to uh, make best use of the quality time together instead of having uh, lots of conflicts? 
Um, on a day of Valentine, it's very good. I agree with our other quote. It's a day to express gratitude, um, and you can find ways of expressing that by, uh, for example, looking through photos, making a review of the past year to say thank you, uh, write each other little notes, and uh, after expressing gratitude, can also suggest ways of how I myself can improve, and then what we can do together. Um, it's a very good day to specially do something about the relationship, to talk and review about your relationship. What advice would you give a, a couples uh, this evening? I mean, the, the, there's no way to go, can't go out really unless it's unless it's to the park or a walk on the beach or something. Yes, uh, walk on the beach um, or look through the photos or even spend a movie night together to uh, pick some um, classic movie that both of you enjoy and have a movie night together uh, with wine and cheese. Um, it's a very good occasion to talk heart to heart. Okay. Okay. A, lot, a lot of men find talking a bit of a struggle. We, um, we, we should practice more, Mike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should. Um, Dr. Jung, I've got to ask you, the cumulative effect of this, I'm, I'm beginning, becoming a bit worried. Um, missing one Valentine's Day is OK. You shrug and you move on. Next year it comes round again. But here we are the second year, and then we've got this month after month of surges and, and wave of, uh, in, in COVID and so on. How are you going to cope? How, are you going to have lots of patience with the cumulative effect of this? Yes, indeed. Um, it uh, adds a lot of pressure to relationship in the family setting, couple setting, um, uh, that also because of a lot of financial stresses. Uh, and in this lockdown for such a long period of time, um, not just about communication in terms of keeping couple running, uh, you also need to set appropriate boundaries so that um, you can still have uh, good uh, freedom within a relationship in, um, in a situation that a lot of factors are not under your own control. Um, that has quite a lot of difficulties um, and we have to deal with our boundary settings in our couple settings um, very often. Um, Valentina Tudos, uh, uh, any couples who've done any travelling uh, will have had to quarantine coming back to Hong Kong, uh, up to three weeks quarantine. Um, what sort of challenges do you think that imposes? There is definitely a lot of pressure on uh, couples who previously had a lot of personal space uh, to live in a tiny hotel room for so long, especially with lack of routine of being in a, in a place where you, as uh, the previous speaker said, we cannot control the environment. Um, I think this has definitely caused a lot of issues. I've had a lot of clients recently who have been through this experience, and the results were mixed. Some of them reported um, a rediscovery of their relationship. They consciously uh, spent time together, playing games, uh, reading together, watching movies, things that they haven't done for a very long time. 
But of course, the majority of people who have been through this experience have ended up having a lot of daily conflicts, nickels, nagging, um, and they have uh, experienced high levels of anxiety. I think one of the biggest hurdles that we have when we are stuck in small places, if one person has higher levels of anxiety and the other one is maybe a little bit more laid back, is how do you balance this um, this difference in energy level with one person worrying, being very negative. Um, I think there there are some tools that uh, I recommend to my clients, like meditation, like discovering what I call new couple rituals, um, little moments of connection, and being very understanding that your partner is going through something difficult and um, working on learning how to support them best because nobody really knows um, I don't have advice for you know everybody to do a certain thing each person is the expert of their relationship and their own emotions mm. so I think the best thing to do is to ask your partner how can I support you is there anything I can do to make you feel better yeah I, one couple I know who had to go through a quarantine they d consciously rented two hotel rooms because they each feared that it would come, they would come to blows if they were living in the same one. But that really is an option only, isn't it, for the very well-off? Exactly. Not everyone has the luxury of, of taking that space. And imagine traveling with maybe two children and all of you living in one space. Even if you have a family room, it's still relatively limited. Um, so you really need to approach this kind of situation with a very, very positive mindset to look at this as an opportunity of bringing the family together, of rediscovering play, family time, uh, spending time reconnecting with each other. I think this is a, a big challenge for a lot of people who maybe have been in long-term relationships and they've lost that connection. Um, yes, yeah, so, uh, something else which is uh, uh, a, a bit sad, rather unfortunate. Um, so the police have reported a, a big increase in romance investment scams. Um, apparently victims lost $360 million uh, combined between them uh, last year, and that was a more than twofold increase on the, sorry, th there were 642 cases, which was a more than twofold uh, increase on the year before. Um, uh, what happened? Why, why are so many people, um, you know, falling uh, for such uh, fraudulent activities? People are generally more vulnerable and they actually feel lonely um, in this period. Uh, and when anything they receive as sounding like positive, sounding romantic, they can uh, put in, invest in, project a lot of their own imagination and the lacking of the uh, connection, romance into that person and make uh, people very vulnerable. Mm. And of course the perpetrators are quite skillful. You don't actually know if it's a man or a woman, but if you get a photograph of a very attractive uh, lady, somewhat younger than you, uh, your will, especially you've been locked up for, for so long, is, is weakened, you might say, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll write to that person, I'll, I'll reply. Yes, 
also because um, now we are more um, ready and kind of um, feel that it's part of the norm to be online, we re- are re- uh, uh, texting each other. It's becoming such a normal thing um, that there is uh, less need and less drive to verify in person. Mm. Uh, Valentina Tudos? Well, I was going to say that uh, these days there is a Netflix show called The Tinder Swindler. Oh, yes. If yeah. you have heard of it, heard and of it, yeah. it really puts a spotlight on how many people are very easily uh, convinced to really invest very quickly in relationships. And a lot of this comes from this whole Disney story of living happily ever after and Prince Charming. Um, and especially in these times, as, uh, as the other speaker mentioned, yes, people are very vulnerable. Yeah. We are desperate for connection. And if the only way to do it is through through online medium, we are much more willing to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, I think a little cautious cautiousness is uh, required any time you are dealing with someone you've never met in person and, of course, never pay money or even uh, fall for these investment schemes. Um, but it is a reality of our times that uh, isolation makes people uh, put their trust in strangers much easier than before. And one, one of the things I would... I, we've got two of you on the line here. What on earth is it that induces people to send other persons that they've never met photographs of themselves, in, including in some cases quite intimate photographs of themselves? Hiding, um, hiding behind something um, like online testing um, makes people brave in certain aspects. And also, uh, people feel that the other person seems close, and yet it's also quite impersonal. That makes also a person very easy to open up to send intimate things to others and see that effect on otherwise that you won't have the guts to do it in person or with somebody you will have a real connection in the real world such as your work colleagues is um, you have a lot of concerns for these people you have no baggages you have no ties um, people will uh, have a lot of um, imagination room to do wild things Okay. Um, apparently, uh, so the police say that uh, that people aged between 21 and 50, and women in particular, are uh, extra vulnerable to this uh, type of scam. Um, um, why why that uh, why that age group? Is that is that because the, you know, people of that age are, are looking for uh, relationships more so than uh, younger people or older people? Um, um. Women are generally more prone to it because women can rely on building intimate relationships solely on talking itself. Uh, men rely more on physical stuff. So that makes women more you know, uh, more prone to this situation. Mm. Uh, in the past, the age group is actually younger because they have less experience and uh, they are readily acceptable to uh, such uh, use of online dating, the age is actually younger. These days, the age grow up to even to uh, the middle age 
uh, ladies who have quite experience in you know in terms of career and stuff um it's because um that loneliness and lack of connection and also uh, uh because um uh in person is much more difficult nowadays uh that makes the age expansion towards the upper end yeah, apparently the the largest single loss recorded last year involved a, a 65-year-old uh, retired woman. Uh, she said she was conned out of, well, nearly 18 million Hong Kong dollars. I mean, that's 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 a very sad story, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it seems there's some pretty nasty people out there. Mm. Um, I, I, I have to say, after the election in December, as a result, I was engulfed in a whole tsunami of approaches on Facebook from people who purported to be attractive ladies. Um, but as soon as I made it clear I wasn't going to buy Bitcoin, mm -hmm. uh, they seemed to lose their passion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think probably, uh, I don't know, I think probably most people have received uh, <laughs> something similar. Yes, on, you know, via via social media, um, um, Valentina. I, sp I suppose uh, uh, social media obviously uh, plays a big part in uh, in all of this. Um, um, how how do you think people should uh, protect themselves better? Well, I think um, just a, a little add on to what was said earlier about the age. One of the issues that I see in the Hong Kong society is um, this whole concept of uh, leftover women. Um, the idea that yeah. there is some sort of sell-by date to your attractivity or, you know, your, your ability to attract a partner, which makes people more desperate. So the reason I believe women in their 40s, 50s and 60s are more vulnerable than before to these kind of scams is because they believe I have to buy love. There's, uh, I'm too old to find a partner through normal, regular, you know, pathways. So now if I don't actually do something about it and I don't show this person that I love them, that I am willing to support them, they're not going to like me. So we all have a deep need for validation and appreciation and all the women, one, are more successful and they have the means to put themselves out there and invest and they want to show that they are willing to create a partnership. So I think this is a little bit the reasons why um, we are seeing these uh, by incidents of, uh, of romance scams. Okay, when okay. it comes, sorry, does that make sense? Yeah, yes, ab ab absolutely. Yeah, sorry, but uh, I'm afraid I have to have uh, wrap it up there because uh, we've run out of time for this part of the program. But thank you very much uh, for speaking to us uh, on the program this morning. That was Valentina Tudos, who's a dating and relationship coach and a, a regular guest on our Saturday morning program, uh, Saturday Yamcha, with uh, Louisa. Tam, Louisa Tam, and also thank you very much to Dr. Vincy Chung, a psychologist. And now we've got this coming up. And we're joined by our sports reporter, Atom Chung, who's going to give us uh, a roundup uh, on the Winter Olympics. So, uh, um, Atom, good morning to you. Speed skating. Yeah, I'd like to start with that. There's a good story for the American skater Aaron Jackson. 
She became the first black woman to win a speed skating medal at the Winter Olympics after she won gold in the 500 meters. And uh, she's also joined fellow American Shani Davis as the only black athlete to win speed skating Olympic medals. Uh, Davis won the men's 1,000 meters in turn in 2006. Uh, I find this interesting because uh, Jackson actually used to compete as an inline skater and uh, she converted to ice in 2018. And uh, she also said she never felt like she was a, a trailblazer for black athletes. She just loved skating. Uh, but I think it's good to see uh, black athletes not only represented at the Winter Games, but also uh, to be doing well in winning medals. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, no luck for Hong Kong's uh, Sydney Chu in the short, in the short track. No? Yeah, I think the competition was just too tough for him. I mean, he was up against uh, China's uh, defending champion and world record holder uh, Wu Da Jing uh, in the uh, qualifiers. So uh, Sydney couldn't make it. But uh, the mainland uh, skater also uh, didn't end up in the podium. The gold medal actually went to Hungary's Shao uh, An Liu, uh, who won that event and uh, giving Hungary their first ever individual goal at the Winter Games. Yeah, I saw that last night. Adam, look, in the next couple of days, what are the th events really to look out for? For today, I, I, yep. okay, I'm really looking forward to uh, the men's, sorry, the women's hockey semifinals. Okay, so Canada and U.S. are on course to meet in the gold medal match, but they have to first get through the semifinal stage. So uh, Canada coming off an 11 nothing blasting of Sweden. They're up against Switzerland today. Wow. Uh, U.S. will play Finland. Mm. Those sound like yeah. <laughs> yeah. tough games. And also we've got uh, figure skating resumes today, doesn't That's it? That's right. Figure yeah. skating resumes today with the ice dance competition. Uh, a new champion will be crowned today. Uh, the French duo, uh, Gabriela Pavadekis and Guillaume Cicerone are the favorites. Uh, they were not happy with the silver uh, from the last Olympics, so uh, they're leading the pack going into today. And uh, this competition had been dominated by Canada. Canada's Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer, uh, they won uh, three of the last four goals. And this is the same event, Mike, no. where Britain's Jean Torville and Christopher Dean All right. won gold in Sarajevo in 1984. That's right. I sent to you the Ravel link for that. Valero. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. Thanks, Atom. Uh, uh, that's the Winter Olympics. Um, we've also got another massive sporting event going on this morning. Yeah, totally. Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56 is happening in Los Angeles and uh, the hometown Rams are leading the Cincinnati Bengals 13-10 to 10 at halftime. Mm. Uh, the star players are delivering for the Rams. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Cooper Cup each caught a touchdown for L.A., but the Bengals are not going away, so this one's going to be closed. Great. Okay, exciting. And we'll talk to you again uh, tomorrow morning, Atom. Thanks very much. Um, and thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to you, Mike. Yes, uh, it's a bit sad about Valentine's I Day. Know, I People know, losing I know, I know, lots of money. I know. Whatever, whatever anybody's doing for Valentine's Day, uh, uh, hope you have a good one. Uh, a quick look at the weather. Um, it's going to be 